Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID and COVID periods. In fact, even in early 2021, COVID remains a big part of our everyday lives. Out of 253 podcasts to date, one initiative that stands out represents my chat with three grade 12 students from Western Canada High School here in Calgary. The students, Bridget Ferguson, Katie Sattler, and Grace Atala, took the initiative in 2020 to launch Joy to Job, a series of webinars dedicated to connecting students with community professionals. The girls shared the origin story of Joy to Job on episode 236 earlier this year. Take the time to consider reaching out to Bridget, Katie or Grace, or even their advisor, Jennifer Lessier from Platform Calgary, to join one of their webinar sessions in order to provide your professional guidance and advice to Calgary students seeking to remove some of the uncertainty connected to their future careers. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review to allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. So, welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. This is episode number 246. And I'll be your host today, but I think Tanisha, you you should be the host because I think you're you've got a lot of hosting. You've got a clubhouse channel. You've got your own podcast. So welcome, Tanisha. Thank you. I'm so tired of hosting. You could take the reins on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. No, I I literally I don't know how we stumbled on each other. I mean, it, it, this whole clubhouse thing is new, and and I think the episode today we're going to focus on clubhouse or club. I call it clubbing. Clubbing. It's so funny. Lately, I've been saying going to club, clubbing. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's almost infectious. You know, I get these notifications middle of the night and I'm like, I look to see because you, if you don't switch on a notification, you don't get that. But if you have it, it's a bit infectious. I have my notifications turned off on everything on my phone. <laughs> I think it's smart. So let, let's let's dive in. First, can you introduce yourself, please? Tell us the no, first introduce Tanisha Cherry because I, I that's that seems to be a good start starting point. Yes. So my name is Tanisha Cherry. I am a lifestyle content creator based in Calgary, Alberta. I work with both American and Canadian brands. And I have also I'm the host of my own podcast, Cherry Lounge Podcast. Yeah. I have a blog, I have a YouTube, and I'm just out here doing my thing, you know, trying to uh, inspire marginalized women to really, you know, craft out the life that they want and live it. You know, we can do it. <laughs> well, I so love that. um, that's pretty you know, much the, about me. For the listeners out there, I mean, Tanisha's done an amazing job on the visuals on your your Instagram account. So hats off. Thank I mean, you. you're, you're really you're out there. And I, I, I don't. So how, are you from Calgary? Yes. So so am I. But I'm a little older than you. So we'll we'll, we'll stop there. <laughs> we'll stop there. So look, Tanisha, I wanted. I really, you know, we night we connected because of Clubhouse, and. Mm-hmm. I really want to go there and let you, first of all, what, what was your first experience with Clubhouse or how did you get into that sort of the club? So my friend Corey, um, he's from based in New York and he had been telling me about it for like a little bit through our text messages and I wasn't paying him any attention. I was like, okay, cool. Another new new app anyways. (laughs) And he sent me an invite in one of our text threads and I didn't even pay attention to it. And then he sent me it again, like two weeks later, reminding me. And I was like, oh, my God, fine. I'll check out Clubhouse. What is this? At this, yeah, because at this point, the second time around when he resent it to me, I was starting to see people mention it on Twitter a lot. And I was just like, OK, what I like? What is Clubhouse? OK, maybe I need to go check this out. So yeah. um, I told him I was like, OK, I need that invite again. He's like, oh, my God, make sure you actually go sign up this time. So I signed up and pretty much that first week that I was on it. I was on it like all day, 24 seven. I was falling asleep. I was waking up to it. <laughs> so you did have, but then you had the notifications on. 
No, I didn't. I have by default, I have no notifications on my phone because I would never be able to get any work done if my phone was always going off. So I don't have any notifications. I was just always going into the app. Okay. So what, how, what, let's, let's put this into context because you started your podcast back in May. So COVID, COVID, mm-hmm. you came in on COVID. And, and so was it around then when you heard about Clubhouse when you started your podcast? No, I started my podcast in May um, around COVID. I was supposed to start earlier. I had went to go see a psychic here in Calgary, and she told yeah. me to hurry up and start my podcast, which is it was wild. I was like, okay, on it. Um, but I didn't on sign it. up for a clubhouse until uh, November is when I signed up. Okay, so because that's about you know, – I'd heard about it in – I'll tell you, for me, TechCrunch, they were talking about it on, on one of their podcasts, so Equity Podcasts. <laughs> And I think they raised money during COVID and it was, and I remember the knock, well, it was just a bunch of celebrities and uh. that's fine. And I, I kind of, I didn't pay attention until recently, I guess in January, Gary, Ven- Gary V, you've obviously heard of Gary V or maybe not. I have, you know, it's so funny. I've never listened to any of his podcast episodes. I've never read any of his books, anything, but I know who he is. <laughs> okay. So G- Gary V's done a, you know, he, he's typically does, he's done tea with Gary V, Facebook mm-hmm. live. He did a 24-hour TikTok episode during COVID. And then he started this thing called Marketing for the Now. And he'd bring on, you know, they'd power through 15 minutes, different CMOs from different organizations. So, and those are really, I really enjoy those because you get feedback, you hear what people are doing. And okay. then, then, he, then he started a series, um, he was doing Zoom, he was doing Zoom calls. So similar, he was, bring, he was balancing ideas and his typical is Q&A. And then, and then he did it, and suddenly he's like, oh, this was in January. He's like, I, he goes, now I'm doing a clubhouse. And I'm like, I'm, we, it was weird because I'm like, okay, it just sounded to me, it sounded the same. But I realized it was that he was just taking each platform, right? He took each platform and doing it there. So that's, that's got how I got, you know, I said, wow, I think this is really powerful. So I want to let you have the mic because you – have you have a Clubhouse 101 video or Clubhouse Welcome to Clubhouse YouTube, right? Yes, I have a whole video. Um, you know, another way of getting out there and creating content. One of the things I wanted to focus on this year was my other platforms. I think last year I did a really great job of, you know, building up my Instagram. But Instagram isn't a profile isn't a platform that I own. There's always, you know, crazy things that they're doing over there at Facebook. And, you know, as a way to exp- expand my community online. I figured that the um, attention that I gave to my Instagram last year, I need to now bring it to my other platform. So that's why I relaunched my blog this year or just like probably a few days ago with a new design. I'm, yeah. you know, back on YouTube and I'm about to start recording season two, pre-recording all my episodes for season two of my podcast. So that can like, launch for March 1st. And somehow Clubhouse got into the mix, which I think came at the perfect timing because, you know, it's a new social media um, platform or social networking platform to um, jump on. It's still early. It's still in beta mode. And there's a huge conversion on it. And it's also a great place to really meet a new audience of people that you would have never came across on any other social media apps. So for me, I just, you know, I hopped on it. I thought this was amazing. And then I started thinking, okay, like, how can I actually use this app, you know, to build up my community? And usually it takes me forever to do anything because I always want to think about the perfect rollout. And, you know, my first move is my best move. And that's clearly never worked for me in the past. (laughs) But then, so So, your, your, your mate or your colleague or your connection in New York, he was... uh He got, obviously got introduced to it a little earlier, but yes. did you have an uh, offline chat and say, really, dude, stop, stop pestering me? Or was it, okay, I'll do this. And then you figure, and you kind of, the enlightenment, what was it that the matchstick or something that just triggered and you're like, wow, this is really great. It was when I started using it. So we didn't really have a lot of conversation about it, to be honest. He was just like, oh, something, something clubhouse. It wasn't more so like pressuring me. It was just kind of more like he, we'd be talking about things and he'd be like, oh, this happened on clubhouse or did it on a clubhouse kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, here you go. He's like, I keep telling you, you need to get on it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do it. So finally I did it and I just started using it. And for me, I just really a hundred percent dived in of weeks 
um, I started popping into influencer and content creator based rooms. Cause at this point I'm like, okay, the cute, you know, no substance chats are great, but like, I want to start finding like people that are like me. Yeah. And I started jumping into the creator chats and I just got annoyed all over again. Like I always do when I see people put out um, content um, geared towards content creators when it's trying to be informational. A lot of the information was, you know, outdated. A lot of it is not applicable to what's happening today. And I was just kind of like, oh my God. So then finally I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do a um, some sort of resource for creators about how to pitch brands for partnership. It's the one number one convert question that I always get from people online because people see how much PR I get. They see how many um, sponsored partnerships that I'm doing with brands right? and they want to know how to do that too. So I was like, mm, okay, I've already done a one, a pitching 101 um, episode of my podcast. I eventually want to do one for YouTube. I want to do a blog post. I want to do like some sort of resource, but you know, as a content creator, a lot of us suffer from imposter syndrome, just like every other, every regular. Person. Wait, 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 let's go. I like this imposter syndrome. Yes. So tell me, let's, let's unpack that because I think that's something I've heard this bantered around as well, but before we go back to clubhouse, I want to know, what do you mean by imposter syndrome? So basically, you know, by definition, it's basically, it's a feeling of, you know, that you're inadequate, you know, at whatever is happening in right. your life at the time. So even though, you know, I have this amount of content, I have this amount of um, followers on Instagram, and even though, you know, I'm getting these brand deals, and even though people are asking for my opinion, I get a bit insecure because I feel like, who am I to really be right. answering these questions? Right. You know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional. I didn't go to school for this, you know? So it's that feeling. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you were the <laughs> expert. I thought you were the clubhouse expert. Can we get some well, now I'm claiming it. Now I'm claiming it because it's just kind of like, hello, what are you talking yeah. about? You know, it's just that insecurity. It's that little nagging voice in the back of your head that's basically saying that you can't do it and you, you're not worthy and you don't deserve this moment. So we like to crawl back in our hole instead of standing in it and claiming it, you know? So I had those feelings. And so Clubhouse for me at the time when I was listening to all these creators, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a room as a starting point to everything sure. else I want to do on this topic because I'm just like, it's Clubhouse. It's going to happen in the moment, you know, and then we're done. We don't have to think about it. But so, so, okay, let's, mm -hmm. let's step back. When I first got in that room and there was, yes. the Christine, there was a couple of people from Calgary, the girl, I can't remember, Laura. I, look, it doesn't matter. I got in that room and I'm like, oh, and I'm listening. You caught my attention. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know you're from Calgary. I didn't make it. I was just like, I listened to you as an, inf whatever, not an influencer. I listened to you as someone who knew what they were talking about. And that, that caught my attention. Cause like, I knew this was important. I knew Clubhouse was important. And so you were in there as a thought. I, I thought you could have been someone from New York, from LA, Silicon Valley. That's how I felt. Uh -huh. The way you were talking with such a, I'll say with authority and knowledge and simple and, and really speaking to the two or three people that were in that room. And I, that's, that's literally how I felt. Mm -hmm. So that's Tanisha on Clubhouse in the month of February. But, you know, we're speaking back to me back in December, you know. Okay. So back in December, you know, I thought this was a great room topic to have. And at this point, I felt like, you know what, I am knowledgeable about, you know, pitching brands for partnerships. I already did the podcast episode. So I'm just going to expand on this. And as like backup, as support, I got two of my friends to do it, my friend Carly and my friend Kaylee. Kaylee owns an agency based here in Calgary. And, um, oh, Carly shout out is, to Kaylee. So what agency? She owns an agency called Hermana Agency. So it's an um, it's a boutique influencer agency. And she represents both Canadian and um, U.S. talent and brands. Right, so okay. she's definitely doing her thing out here. And then my friend Carly is an amazing content creator. She's based in Edmonton and she's actually signed to Kaylee's agency. So they've been doing amazing things. And, you know, and they're also one of my closest friends um, outside of the industry, also in the industry. And I was like, okay, well, you know, here's my buffer. I'm going to bring my two girls, right? Yeah. And I talk to every single day. And we had the chat and it ended up lasting two and a half hours. I think we had around at our highest, probably 180 people in our room. This is our first room. We don't have a club, nothing. You know, we're just creating this room, this conversation. And the conversation was, you know, influencers, how to yeah. pitch brands for partnerships. And after we had that room, it was so amazing. We had a FaceTime chat after and I was like, you guys, what if we do this weekly? 
you know, every week you come on Clubhouse and we chat about something influencer related. So, you know, to kind of fast forward through that, from after doing two of them, I started a club called um, The Creator Lounge, which is a play on my podcast name, The um, uh, my the Cherry Lounge. Name, Cherry Lounge. I just like the word lounge. <laughs> I feel like everything has a destination. No, but it feels, a lounge feels like you're comfortable, warm. You yeah. Warm, right? It's- it's that nice, it's that good place that you just go to for everything, whether you're happy, you're sad, whatever the case is. Um, it's that feel good place. So, you know, we created the Creator Lounge and now we're up to, I think, 6,000 members and followers on there since we started in February. We've been doing weekly chats every single week with the exception of, I think it was Christmas week. We didn't do one then. Um, and, you know, we had our first, uh, now we're at the point where we're lending out our club to brands to host name just to host rooms just recently sure. we had jump rope app on there on friday and they were there with their colleagues pretty much just you know having a conversation with their audience on how they can use their platform to create video content that can be repurposed on all social media um platforms but Kanisha, is- this is this mm-hmm. is fabulous this is fabulous this guy first of all that you and i should have a, a chat offline because it's just this for me you know 200 some odd episodes and and and, and i consistently see people posting cross platforms exact same vanilla and mm-hmm. this, is, this is not me this is the gary vaynerchuk thing i'm an accountant right so what do i know about branding and content creation but so gary vaynerchuk says you want to be the 28 flavors baskin robbins not the one vanilla across all platforms mm-hmm. and I think back to my earlier when i was telling you about how he's just migrated from different platforms it's just one podcast i hear the podcast i don't see the visuals mm-hmm. but i i do see i do see the creatives on the multiple platforms and the differences in how he posts, particularly mm-hmm. LinkedIn. You and I connected on LinkedIn. I think that's a, you know, for organic reach, he talks about organic reach. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse has organic. Look, you went from 180 people in your first chat room up to 6,000. And that, that's how many, what, a couple weeks? No, 180 is how many people are in the, were in the room, but now we have a club of 6,000 yeah. uh, members. So, you know, one day maybe we'll have 5,000 people in a room, but we're not there. We're still around the 100 mark for rooms <laughs> for our things that we have. But, yeah. you know, I truly feel like that's going to expand in the next few bit, a um, little bit with some of the strategies that we have put in place. Ultimately, we don't really care how many people are in the room. We just want to be able to provide really good resources to other creators in the space because sure. we know it's not out there. We know the information that's being put out is very saturated. A lot of it is outdated and it's just not helpful for us, you know, and at the end of the day, each one of us ladies want to see people make money. We want people to have longevity in this industry and we want people to do good business at the end of the day. And that's what our sole, you know, foundational purpose with doing this is at the end of the day. So, you know, right now we're in the talks of, I've started reaching out to a few apps that we all genuinely use yeah. um, to help us with our platforms, you know, email marketing. Um, there's an email marketing company that we just started using um, as of January and we reached out to the founder and now we're scheduling when we can host a room with her for Clubhouse because she wants to definitely talk to our audience and, you know, we've shouted them out a few times in our room. So it'd be nice to have them really um, have a conversation with the people in our community because a lot of people do want to get into building email lists and they don't know where to start. So why not bring on the heads? And I feel like it's a great way for brands to test out being on Clubhouse without having to organize anything or be worried about people coming into the room oh, or finding so their audience. Yeah, it's just, hey, I have a club. We have a room. We already do weekly chats. We'll do everything. We'll moderate the conversation. You just got to show up and be ready to share some information to answer questions. Oh, I love it. So let, let's let's step back. Cause, okay, uh-huh. you, you, you Your focus... You've got another room then. Do you have a welcome to Clubhouse room, right? So that is just one. That was a one-off room. That So the room that I met you in, it was just a one-off oh, room. Really? I woke up that morning. No, I'm going to do them more regularly. <laughs> it was yes. just, it's out of our norm. So we do our normally weekly creator chats with all three of us. Yep. Now we're expanding to where we'll start doing random rooms whenever. But the welcome to Clubhouse one is going to become a regular one that I do. I think what I'm going to do is every Saturday or Sunday morning, um, first thing in the morning, I'll probably do those ones just to get people going and feeling inspired and creative at the beginning of the day. Because I see that we have a lot of welcome to clubhouse rooms with the, you know, normal people like Ed and um, Delisa and a couple other people that I always see. And the rooms sure. are always so busy. And, you know, a lot of people have a hard time getting um not getting on stage, but you have to kind of stick around for a while because there's so many people in the room and they are letting every single person up that's raising their hand. So I just thought, you know what? 
whenever I see them post one, I was like, I'll just start a welcome room and, you know, we'll trickle in some people. And that's how I met you. Exactly. And because, you know, it's just a quicker way to get your your answers. Same um, answers, but, you know, just quicker. You don't have to stay on the app for like two hours. <laughs> okay. So what, what do you recommend for beginners? Let's, let's go to beginner. I, I call it clubbing, but clubbing 101 or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Avicii and you, I think you, you probably took a lesson from Avicii for your club do you remember avici he he passed away last year or the year before no you don't know avici Mm-mm. who's that he was, he was one of those um oh come on i thought you 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 you, you gen zers <laughs> um, <laughs> no he was that he's that guy that used to do the um was the remix and dj he's a d was a vj right okay so maybe i'm just not saying it right but he he, he actually committed suicide about a year ago or maybe oh. but he's literally he was really popular, but I'm just like, it's, as I'm saying, he's clubbing. That's the true clubbing when people went and listened to music and, and whatever. But look, so Clubhouse 101, what do you say for beginners? What do you recommend? Um, so the first thing I'd recommend is definitely um, making sure that you have a bio that, you know, has all your accolades on it. Yeah. Um, get to the point. If you're a podcaster, put that on there. If you're a content creator, put that on there. Influencer, whatever the case is. Things that you want people to know um, and things that people are searching for that you feel like, you know, you want to be picked for. Put that in your bio. Uh, the first three lines of your bio are the most important because, you know, before people even see your full page, they kind of see a crop version. Yeah. And those first three lines is all they see. So based on what's in those first three lines they'll expand it so one thing that i would definitely say is your location um what it is that you do and if you have um if you have any sort of podcast or youtube or anything like that put that in there um and that's about it you know i know a lot of people will write whole paragraphs and stuff like that i personally have never have never read through somebody's whole entire thing some people don't maybe some people do but those first three no, lines but that's that's important Tanisha, that 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 crop version uh-huh. on your phone and if it doesn't get their attention they move on exactly because you know you have to click another thing to go full page so it's like you have to kind of capture that in that first time so for me you know i have um that i'm a black lifestyle content creator and i'm pretty sure i have calgary somewhere on that page um because you know clubhouse is still fairly new to you know calgary i feel like i've been talking to a lot of people about it and a lot of people that i do know in the city that have it aren't aren't using it because they're still confused by it there's so many things that calgary does i mean I, I figured, so like, literally, I figured come back to Calgary after being overseas for many years, and the tech would be, everybody would be using the, the latest tech, or they would understand the, the marketing and the things that you're speaking to about branding, and they don't. You know, it's like, oh, networks always work for me. Why do I need a website? I don't yeah. need those apps. You know, I don't need tech for my business. And so COVID hit, but that's another, that's an offline discussion. That is such a great thing to say, because one want to know what I want to say to that is that. Calgary has a number of innovative, um, innovative people and people who are trendsetters. There's a small group of them in every area, but the problem is that I feel like the bulk of Calgary are followers. And I don't, I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just that we kind of wait to see how things pop off in other yes. areas and then we'll go ahead and take it in our own way and be successful but the problem is that we're always we always end up being behind you know as opposed to you know latching on or trying new things from the very beginning you know we kind of wait and see how it works for somebody else and i'm just like now nah, we got to jump on it early we have to jump on things early and just you know edit as we go along well i think that's just a conservative background i mean i, I if i take yeah. the oil and gas you know the oil and gas is the the, the bread and butter and then the the tech the tech like I found out from my podcast the tech is all around us it mm-hmm. is all around us yet it's very hard if you Google or you you know you talk to people oh, yeah I don't know there's a few there's a few groups but you really you dig down if you deep dig down there's a lot of tech and there's a lot of people you know again we'll, I'll go I want to continue on with the clubhouse because we're here mm-hmm. we're here to club, we're here to club. <laughs> but. You, you know, the, the original one, I should send you the link. Oh, I don't know the link, but Bloomberg featured the CEO of, I think, Paul Davison okay. about two, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he literally said, it, as you said, it's beta. It's mm-hmm. new. We want, we want it to be there for content creators. Because it sounds like you, 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 your experience is kind of all over in a very short period of time. And I don't mean it you yourself, but just you're kind of in rooms and people, there's big, busy rooms. So you kind of, how do you, how do you muddle through that? Because as a beginner, 
I'm going to be intimidated and I'm going to drop the app. So the first thing, so once you get onto the app, you do your bio is you need to go find some people to follow because the rooms that pop up in your hallway, which is your main homepage, that's what's called the hallway. <laughs> I can't know the- that. It's called a hallway. Yeah, it's called a hallway. And then all the conversations that are happening are what you call rooms. Those are shaped on who you follow. So when you first start the app, Clubhouse will suggest a bunch of random people. And, you know, I think most people, what they'll do is they'll go follow all of them. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. Pick like maybe like five people or whatever just to kind of bypass the page. But then what's great about Clubhouse now versus when I started is now you can go into the search um, explorer page and you can put in keywords, you know, that are maybe on someone's profile or maybe the name of someone's club or in their description. And you can find out what clubs um, cater to that. So if you're an influencer, you type an influencer and you would see who you can search for other influencers on the app. Or you can search for clubs that have the word influencer either in their name or their description. And you can also um, search by tags, you know. So for mine, um, my club, the one of the tags that we use is Instagram and marketing. And I can't remember what the other one is. But okay. if you search for any of those three, my club is going to show up. Even if they don't know what name to search for the actual club, all the clubs that use those keywords will pop up. So that's the great thing about um, the changes that they're making now. And that's what I love about Clubhouse is they take community feedback very seriously, unlike social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram has been around for so long and they still have yet to create some sort of support system for creators and businesses on the app, which is what their biggest default is always going to be because here they are trying to chase after new social media apps and copy what they're doing as opposed to addressing the major concerns concerns that the people that are currently using on their app have you know creating new features are great and everything but it's not going to change the fact that we still dislike this app for these particular reasons we get well, that oh go ahead no Tanisha, i want to i want to unpack that one a little bit because uh-huh. you, where can you provide the feedback because I, I i wasn't aware of that so this for is- clubhouse yeah so if you clubhouse has an actual website also it's not a website to utilize the app it's more of a support website so if you go into your um if you go into your settings, there is like a button in there where you can go to FAQs and it will take you to the actual main join clubhouse website. So on that website, you'll get a recap of, you know, important things from recent town hall meetings, changes that have happened, new features and things that are on the horizon. You'll also get instructions of how to do things like, you know, um, submit an application to start a club, how to start a room, things like that, how to actually use the app. And then also there is a um, email in there where you can send direct emails or feedback that can be brought up in the next town hall that they have or things that will be sent straight to the developer and the um, clubhouse team that they will look at addressing. So for example, I sent something in a few weeks ago because you know clubhouse changed um, their interface that you cannot do screen recordings and stuff like that, recording the chats really? without the permission of um, the people, the room, people speaking basically. And, you know, that's cool and fine. I get it. Um, But one thing I discovered is I was getting that error message saying like, hey, no screen recording, but I wasn't doing it for Clubhouse. It was I was playing Clubhouse in the background and I was utilizing another app on my phone. But because Clubhouse was active, it was registering that I'm recording this conversation, which I was doing. So that's something that I had sent to them. So hopefully that's something that, you know, they try to figure out. But, you know, stuff like being able to search for room names, like that was something that was submitted in and that's something they address quickly. So Clubhouse does a really great job of listening to feedback from their community members, which is something that other platforms have not been doing. But you can I mean, you can use Audacity on your laptop and record it. And I'm I'm not. Yeah, you can do that. I think it just comes down to, you know, just a lot of drama that's happened online with conversations being recorded and stuff like that, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> so no, I, I, this is this. It's kind of key because I, I go back to a podcast I listened to a, lo- uh, a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and it was the 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 eleven star experience of a little little company called Airbnb, mm-hmm. and they went they went from Silicon Valley to New York to meet their hosts in the early days, mm-hmm. and you know their customers were giving feedback on what they should you know here's a book, and I remember you know he went. Uh, is a Brian Chesky, I think, and he went to, and you know, literally pretended that they were, you know, these sort of professional photographer and all that. But they got a lot of valuable feedback on what the host thought was important. And if you now fast forward to, you know, COVID and so forth, the the whole thing of 
the hosts, there's millions, not millions, but several hundred thousand probably across the globe. And they're all individual entrepreneurs. And that was valuable during for them to go from no travel across the globe to doing an IPO at the way they did. Mm-hmm. That feedback came and th- you don't see that. You don't see that internally, but certainly or externally, but you certainly that happened to allow them to be very successful to to relaunch, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I'm just I'm really glad you said that because I didn't know. But I think it's about val- that's valuable to take to people that are thinking about, well, how can I use Clubhouse and what if I don't like features? You've just said it right there. Well, you can give them some feedback. Yeah, you can give them feedback and they genuinely care about it. So definitely if there's anything that you would like to see added on the app or, you know, something edited, like, for example, now you can go through your hallway and you see rooms, you can hide certain rooms, you know, because there's been instances where I do follow certain people and I keep getting these investment rooms and I'm just like, I'm just not interested. So before you couldn't, you well, would the shilling, see right? them. That's that yeah. classic sh- Here's the here's the thing you got to get, you know, I'm like, oh, man, there's just so many on every other platform where there's sh- they're shilling or they're selling their products. I'm just like, I don't want um, because people have given feedback about, you know, I wish you could remove a room from your hallway that you don't want to see on there. And now you have that feature that, you know, you just swipe right and you can hide it. Nice. So that's really great. Um, the other thing that I would definitely say for beginners is, you know, hop in. So definitely be conscious of who you follow because that's going to determine the rooms that you're in. Um, and I explained already how you can search for things that you may be interested in. And then the other thing that um, I would say is definitely go into different rooms, see what conversations people are happening, having and hop on stage. You know, that has been the most instrumental part of me. Like I've met so many new friends on Clubhouse and so that now we support each other on our other online endeavors. We've had each other on each other's platforms. We've hosted rooms together. And that's yeah. from just relationships I started back in November and December, uh, December of hopping into rooms, providing feedback, asking questions. And when you do that, all the people that are in that room, they can hear you and they're listening to you. And if they like what you say, they're going to follow you on Clubhouse to see what other rooms you're popping into. And they'll also go to whatever social media um, platforms you have attached to your Clubhouse, which right now, the only ones that are available are um Instagram and Twitter. I wish you could add um, YouTube on there. I think that would actually be a really great one. But um, yeah, people will go to those other platforms, which brings me to my other point that as a beginner, you should definitely have your social media um, pages linked to your profile, wherever you want to um, direct and convert your traffic to from Clubhouse, because Clubhouse has a huge conversion rate, but um, you want to make sure those social media um, pages are connected. I've come across so many pages where they don't have it. And I'm like, what are you doing? But those people could just be enjoying the app. They don't want it, which is fine. But if you're a person where you're thinking, how do I, you know, convert my clubhouse community to my other platforms? Number one is definitely attaching those platforms to your profile. And number two is mentioning that you're doing things on those platforms when you're speaking on clubhouse. That's a, I mean, it's a valuable insight. And literally there's still some real new, new, because you can't do like on zoom, you can put a, comments in the chat you can have you can't do that on other no and that's the part i actually love and i hope that's a feature that they never change because i think that's a great thing about clubhouse too is clubhouse is no one's competitor they're all in their own lane which is why i'm kind of a little annoyed with facebook and instagram trying to create their (laughs) own version because if i feel like any smart person with a brain cell would realize that clubhouse is actually helping other apps like twitter and instagram because they're directing all their traffic there nobody's leaving instagram for clubhouse they're utilizing it together yeah they're they're augmenting or supplementing exactly so people are creating reels and stories and igtvs about clubhouse on Instagram, you know, Clubhouse isn't stealing their audience. They're actually giving them something else to talk about and something else to join in addition to the app. So it's just kind of like, you guys are actually teammates, you know, they're not your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I noticed yesterday? I think it was on there. Um, and I, I there was a, the, the moderators, because the moderators can do, the only thing they, they can un, unmute and mute their mic. Uh-huh. And it, they were doing that as a form of clapping. I don't know if you noticed this. Yes, they do. Where you click it over to agree with someone. I love it. People are so creative. <laughs> I like, I know exactly. I figured out what was going on. They were first, you, you can, you can see when someone unmutes and mutes their mic, right? Uh-huh. Or you can see their little icon, their, their avatar kind of it moves like when they're speaking, right? Yes. So you can figure out who's speaking. Cause that, that's a little bit of a friction. Cause like you, you're like, who's speaking? Cause I want to, I want to follow them. I, I like what they're saying. Uh-huh. And then, but they were doing this, 
kind of like a, a, waving their hand. But I, I love it. Muting, unmuting their mic. So, yes. And then definitely some, um, some rooms to be more um, engaging. Um, they will have, P- they'll do PTR, which means pull to refresh, refresh, sorry, which means that you change your um, display picture. So for example, I've been in rooms where, you know, people, I was in a room where, you know, people were posting pictures of the food they made. It was just a yeah. casual room to roast each other. So we were all changing. We're like PTR to um, a pasta dish that you made. So then we all changed our profile pictures to pasta pictures. Well, and we were like, funny. yeah. So it's like cute little things like that, that people do to, you know, engage people more. And sometimes I'll see, um, you know, if they're, if there are bigger rooms where they only have a few people on stage, but they want to engage the people in the audience because audience yeah. members can't clap, which is, I think, a f- feature they are going to work on to create something <laughs> yeah. for that. But people yeah. will be like, okay, everybody turn your, um, turn your display picture to a, you know, a yellow box to let me know that you're ready to get started da, 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 yeah. da, kind of thing. Or if you want us to go on for another 30 minutes, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, Tanisha, I think this is going somewhere because if you think of your back to your influencer, your work or with brands or lifestyle, you know, you literally can put that. All right. We're all going to raise, I don't know, whatever, whatever movement you're looking at, whatever you're trying to get a, awareness of. I think that's brilliant. Can you imagine, uh-huh. imagine the power there. And then you take a screenshot of that and you show, yeah, this is a little bit of a, you know, what we had. You put that on your other platforms and you go, here's a little creativity we had. Just so you know what's going on over in that, that we're clubbing about. Mm-hmm, exactly. That would be really great for beauty companies and skincare companies if you were yeah. like talking about your morning routine and, you know, you had people on stage and maybe you have a larger audience so you can't bring everyone up, but you're like, okay, PTR, your um, cleanser that you're using right now for AM. Uh, that would be amazing, hey? I'm sorry. This, this is incredible. Literally, so I'm going to go to a Gary Vaynerchuk. So Gary V was talking, you know, he, he tends to talk different, you know, whatever genre. He talks about different. Uh, different I need cultures. to meet him. You need to get him on. Like, I need to meet him because I'm an idea person. I feel like we'd get along very well. So on, he was talking to, so he does Fortune 500, whatever. And yeah. He said, so he was, he didn't say specifically. One of his podcasts, he said, I had uh, Fortune 500 from a lipstick brand or major cosmetic brand. And he said, Instagram doesn't work for us. And it was like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not an expert, but I think visuals are very important. So if it's makeup or lipstick or mm-hmm. eyeshadow, or nails, right? Think of it. The visuals don't, if you're not on Instagram, where you're dead. That's what he says it all the time. If you're not on a platform that would work and when they're selling, and I don't know. He, so he talks about that a lot. Like literally what a lot of you're speaking about, Tanisha, it goes to that. So these ideas, my ideas, I'm an accountant, right? What do I know about these things? I'm back imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh, Tanisha, this is great. So look, what examples, I love this PTR. So I think that that's something that you just pull to refresh. The, only the moderators can do that, right? No, everyone can do that on Clubhouse. All you're doing is changing your um, profile picture. That's it. Oh. So if you're wanting to do that, so some people have like facial expressions or like memes that they'll use and they'll yeah. create a folder on their um, phone that so that they they can quickly access them. So that's what a lot of people do. They'll have like a little PTR folder on their album, on their yeah. phone of cute memes or whatever the case is. And then, you know, when they're in rooms, they'll be like talking and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, that was so funny, PTR. And you'll, like, pull to refresh, and you see that their profile picture has changed to, like, some funny reaction or something. But do you have, do you have to close the app and open it again, or what do you do? No, all you do is you go to your profile picture, your page um, on um, Clubhouse, and you just change your profile picture. That's it. Yeah, no, that I get. But instead of to refresh, what do you have Oh, to- so when you're in the room, you just pull down. That's oh, okay. it. Just like, okay, just on the phone. Okay. And you know, they're only on, at this point, they're only on iPhone. They're not on the iOS. Yes. They're currently just on iPhone, but they have um, announced in the last town hall a couple weeks ago that they are working on their Android app. So we will be seeing that soon um, for Android members. Okay. Because that's, that'll that'll just bring in a lot more people. uh, A bunch more, which is why. I feel like if you're trying to really utilize um, Clubhouse to create a community, you need to start doing rooms and you need to start your club now before they really open it up. Um, Because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen to Clubhouse, whether it's always going to be invite only or whether they're going to open it up once it's out of beta mode or once um, they introduce it to Android. We really don't know. So now is the time to really start building up your community on there because once they do you're official you're og like you know you are already established <laughs> on this platform and now you're just going to have this new wave of people 
Tanisha, Damn. you cannot use the OG term. That's my, it's reserved for 54-year-old guys. <laughs> okay, young OG. Young OG. <laughs> YG. No, you, you're right. I mean, that, that in itself is advice, right? Because you're, mm-hmm. you're, I'm on, your experience, like, I didn't know about PTRs, and, and I love this, but you're bringing a lot to it. So who do you recommend um, in Calgary? Okay, we're in, Cal- we're in Calgary. We do wear cowboy hats. You got stand. Where, where do you recommend people would use it? Who do you recommend should use it? Everybody. (laughs) Anybody can use Clubhouse, whether you're just someone wanting to gain insight on something or if you're wanting to share insight, there is value on Clubhouse for both of those people. Now, especially if you're a brand owner and community is a big focus, a part of your brand, which it should be, especially if you're in a product or a service um, industry, you should definitely um, be on Clubhouse. You should host rooms and you should start a club. Uh, to before you start, when you start hosting your rooms, I would recommend hosting rooms, not just on your brand and like self-serving, but um, like-minded interests, um, like-minded topics that you feel like people that would eventually be a part of your community would yeah. want to hear about. So if you're a agency, a creative agency, maybe start hosting rooms about different, how to use different apps and applications or hacks or tools or resources or, you know, things that are happening in pop culture that can be transformed into really great visual products. Start having conversations about that. And then, you know, once you start building that, you know, regular audience, then I would definitely say, you know what, host a club. If you're if you're someone that wants to start doing this on a regular basis and people can search for you easier, start a club. And once you start your club, then you can continue those conversations, but you can expand into incorporating your um, business and start highlighting more of your expertise in that realm. So that can work for anybody, whether you're a PR agency, if you're an accountant, like for example, if you're an accountant and you wanted to have house what you can do is you can start hosting rooms it's tax season right now right now is a great time to start having chats with you know people about how to file your taxes um, by yourself or what to look in what to look for exactly. an accountant Actually, yeah that's a good point i mean i remember you know there's the seat i, I remembered partners when i worked for the audit firm ernst uh-huh. and young downtown and the partners would speak on cbc or you know national ctv or whatever and it was uh-huh. literally the weekly show but that, that was it. This is what you, this could be an hourly thing. You can yeah. have FAQs just about taxes or just bookkeeping 101. Literally, exactly. you've hit on something very important. There's so much you could talk about there. You know, you could talk about the CERB um, credits that people got and how to yeah. apply that or new changes that are happening in the country. And cha- you could do weekly chats about any of those things. And then, of course, you know, if that's something that is going to be a regular occurrence, I would say definitely start a club and that way you can house a, you know, an actual place for your community to go to. So for example, I have the creator lounge. It's about, you know, everything on the business side of being a creator, but also all the things that we encounter offline. Also it's encompassed the whole life as being a creator. You know, people think it's just social media to us, but there's so much other things that are happening. For example, when I discussed imposter syndrome, that would be a great conversation to have with, um, creators on how to navigate that feeling and things that we do individually to combat that and overcome it. So for example, a couple of weeks ago, because it is tax season and a lot of creators um, and influencers, you know, don't file their taxes correctly or they don't know how to do it. We did a whole room um, for two and a half hours discussing how to file your taxes as an influencer, both based in Canada and the US. And because me and my friends, none of us are accountants or in finance, what we did is we brought on a, an accountant from Canada and one from the U.S. who work primarily with influencers. So we had those two expertise um, experts on in that topic. And then we had people in there for two and a half hours asking them questions directly. Um, you know, whether they have an LLC, whether they work full time, whether they're a creator full time, what forms they should be asking for from brands, yeah. things to make it easier next year all kinds of questions. And we might end up doing a follow-up closer to the deadlines as a reminder, because I think I'm the only person that's actually done filing their taxes. <laughs> no, but there's, but there's other, there's other yeah. things. So, and, and mm-hmm. You take that to what I think of as Gen Z. So you just reminded me of, there was a, a, a podcast I listened to and it was Andreessen Horowitz. She interviewed a Gen Z influencer and she said, you know, people are now migrating from the short form on, on TikTok over to YouTube. So mm-hmm. that's important. You know, there's there's certain, you know, if you talk about taxes, suddenly you made that short video, you probably got a little bit of money. 
But now you got a business. Maybe you're now into YouTube and you're educating people and you have long form. There's a business. And then, you know, they move, they migrate to, to, and I'm really go, if you go really meta on this one, you know, they start doing their own clothing style, their own brand. Yeah. You know, maybe they need a lawyer. Maybe they need a company. But even if you're on TikTok, it actually doesn't matter what social media platform you're on. If you're collecting money from being a creator of any kind on any form of platform, you should be filing your taxes. That needs to go on your taxes. Because when these brands give you a check, they're doing their due diligence on their end. And you don't want to get in trouble. In fact, we had somebody that had came on saying, girl, you can't, you did this at the right time because the IRS is not playing with me. And something that I've seen as a common thread, and that's for me having large creator friends, especially in the YouTube space. A lot of these YouTubers have gotten in trouble with, um, you know, the IRS in the States because they weren't filing their taxes. They sure. weren't doing it properly. Sure. And it's because the industry is still fairly new. A lot of um, accountants and tax professionals you know, they didn't really know, <laughs> they didn't really know the, how to navigate that platform, but there's actually a lot of great information online on both the CRA website and the IRS on how to, what you should be doing as a creator when you're filing taxes. Oh, no, I guess I was thinking more strategy when you, you know, well, as they grow, and I was more thinking the business side, mm-hmm. there, there's the advisors who can come in and say, you know what, now we're monetizing some of these things. I get the tax side. I mean, I look, oh, I, yeah. I grew up <laughs> I, I worked at H&R Block when I was a kid. So That's how my mom got started. She has My mom is actually a tax professional. She does my taxes. And she started at H&R Block. And then she quit because she knew everything more than everybody else. And she was cleaning up all their mess. She's yeah. like, I'm over it. I'm starting my own business. <laughs> well, maybe maybe your mom and I should talk. But, I, you know, like just people just, they, they you know, they go to the next level where they're taking, you know, whether they're, they're representing brands. and you know, Yes. But also, how do you strategize that? And then this is where your play on the multiple platforms and branding and there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that people don't know about because we also had a conversation in our club where we discuss, um, you know, do influencers need to be signed to an agency? And we talked about what the benefits are um, and what the cons are. And if you are going to get an agency or an assistant or a manager or an agent, these are the things you should be asking and looking out for. And this is how to navigate um, that transition and, you know, what to do when you're ready to get rid of them if it didn't work out for you. So we spoke to all angles of that because that's another question that we always get is, should I sign to an agency? You know, for me, for example, I'm not signed to an agency. My friend uh, Carly, on the other hand, she is. So we're both able to speak to our experiences and, you know, give people a full range insight of, you know, information that they can make a well-informed decision based on. No, that's, that's, that's valuable as well. And I want to, mm-hmm. there's something you, you mentioned earlier and I, it, it speaks to what a lot, what Gary Vaynerchuk says over the, over the, the last three years I've listened to him. And one of them is the, the branding and the community that being that out there. And, and so let's just talk about the, your tax advice. Mm-hmm. What he was saying is if I was, and he was going back to the Michelin, I don't know if you know the Michelin five-star review. Yeah. So that's about restaurants. It has nothing to do with tires. Mm-hmm. So what he what he was saying is that the company brands need to become the media. They need to they need to engage the media and become mm-hmm. experts, not in their brand, but as in promoting the brand or promoting mm-hmm. uh, something, which can get them as experts. And back to your the imposter, why was why was uh, Michelin, you know, getting people talking about restaurants? They weren't a restaurant company. They were tires. Mm-hmm. Well, Michelin mm-hmm. wanted people to drive on the roads. Use the tires so they can come back, and um, and and you know because and use the get out on the roads. That Michelin's five star review came out as as or the restaurant review came up from that. They got people out there talking about restaurants. They became media experts in a completely different uh, area. So, you know, you're talking about taxes. You're going to become an expert on tax taxes by default, <laughs> and you have nothing. You're not an expert on that. You're impo- you're becoming an imposter on multiple streams or veins or whatever you call it. I love it. <laughs> so that, you know, that, that's important. And I, you know, I had a call, I had a chat the other day with, uh, with a, it's called dream Calgary dream center. Okay. I never heard of it. And, uh, and apparently it's, you know, it's a rehab and people and getting them back into jobs and self-employment mm-hmm. and on their, on their, uh, on staff, it's a nonprofit. And what I understood, they have a, they've got a, um, a journalist on staff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that just speaks to me that you understand the power of social media and branding and get creating awareness because a journalist will write the story and a marketer might write a, you know, a selling, it might be different. The version might come, come out different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
sorry, Tanisha, I just I wanted to share that because I think it's important. No, it sounds great. Okay, so let's do you have any examples, practical examples of Calgary individuals or companies other than you and you, the late Kaylee and Carly? Anyone else in Calgary that you know is using this um, that are using Clubhouse? So um, I actually just did a podcast episode with them and it's Wave Social. They are a creative agency based here in Calgary. And they actually um, have started hosting rooms, just talking about marketing and creative trends, things that we're seeing in um, pop culture right now, uh, and how people are utilizing uh, social media to leverage their brand. So they've been having um, a couple chats. I believe I've popped in about two of them. Yeah. And it's been amazing. They also have a podcast too, and they have an Instagram page. And yeah, they've been starting to use it. And it's funny because... Um, before I recorded the podcast, I hopped on stage in one of their rooms and I'm like, I'm so happy to see you guys on here. I know a couple of their employees and the owner and they're like, oh my gosh, so happy you're on here. You've been killing it. Any advice for us? I'm like, start a club, <laughs> start a club, my dear, start a club. So they've been utilizing it in the baby steps. Um, that's pretty much all I can think of for Calgary. I've been trying to reach out to a few of my people in the industry to tell them to, um, start utilizing the app. Most recent one is Mike Bloggity, AKA Mike Morrison. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mike Morrison. Yeah. Yes. I was DMing him last week. Mike, I'm like, Mike, are you on Clubhouse yet? He's like, oh my gosh, Tanisha, everyone's telling me about Clubhouse. He's like, I have it. I don't know how to use it. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And then that's when I created the YouTube video and I sent yep. him a link a couple of days later and I was like, there you go, friend, everything you need to know. Cause he's like, I don't know what to use it for. I'm like, hello, you are an activist um, <laughs> for our, you know, for our city officials, you stay on top of them when they're doing stuff. You know, I'm like on top of it, you know, you're an activist for the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. I'm like on top of that, you know, you have this whole biking downtown pamphlet that you had. And on top of that, you have a whole business for startups and small businesses. I'm just like, pick one darling <laughs> you can really you can ultimately you can create one club that encompasses all of that I, I, but i'm just like you, you could do it i think there's so many you know there's so many point back to the community thing you mentioned the word community and brand mm -hmm. I, I had kevin harrison from sturgis architecture okay. you, might, you might not know sturgis and you know but what he did talk about is the green line and so they're building mm. the green line up you know northeast calgary north calgary up center yes now, I grew up, I grew up playing hockey and a lot, and I go to, I said, and so him and I were talking offline, a little bit online. And I said, if you had stories you could create from the communities from 50, 60 years ago and getting people, I, I remember 1988, there's a little thing called the Olympics and uh -huh. the torch, the torch came up center street. You know, you play that overlay, the 88, the nostalgia from 88 and those 24 communities that are along that line or the stop, uh -huh. you're gonna, you know, you're going to, you, if you can create that buzz. So there's a room right there. Each community, tuxedo community, Bedding Heights community, whatever it is, they get on and they chat and talk about the things that are important to their community about the green line. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Green line, green line chat. I mean, I just gave, I just thought of that as you mentioned, Mike Morrison. Yes, I love Mike. He's the best. And he's, he's an OG. <laughs> he's an OG blogger. Yeah. So that, but, so yes. this, I love that. I love this. Look, I think it's endless. I think what you said is mm -hmm. anybody. And but the pe people, as they think of anybody, that's the macro. But until you give them the ideas on the micro, it's really hard to have that vision. 100%. And I've been having a lot of these chats where now I'm actually offering, you know, I was just doing influencer consultations, but now I'm offering, you know, clubhouse um, consultations that, you know, people can book one hour with me. And, you know, I can give them the rundown because I've had a lot of inquiries from people, not just for influencer consultations since I started using Clubhouse, but also people wanting to talk to me about how they can utilize um, Clubhouse with their brand. And, you know, I guess I th that's the one thing that Clubhouse is also giving me is, you know, that skill set to really go out there and talk to people and give them ideas. So it's been now, I tell you, Again, I'm putting back to my the first time I stepped in that room. And I'm like, wow, I, I wanted to hear what you had to say. That's uh -huh. And then you well, you brought me into, you know, you, you, you as a moderator and you, you know, I don't know if I put my hand up. You just invited me to come on. Yes, um, I may have just pulled you up. I'll do that in the did. small rooms. I'll just start pulling random people up and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Because I want to hear from people, right? Yeah. And, and I didn't have my hallway pass. I think there's another one. You need to put that in. Do you have your hallway pass? <laughs> I get people's attention. 
<laughs> that's old. See, that's the old school me, right? Because I, I think of the, the halls and I, in the visuals, right? We really work well. Because I think of, you know, I went to Crescent Heights High School. We had very high ceilings, you know, mm-hmm. Balmoral Junior High, very high ceilings, big windows. I think the hallway, the visuals are the, the locker, right? The hall in the yes. hallway and the, the, the hall monitor from the movies and TV <laughs> So, well, Tanisha, really, thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in your lounge. I feel like I'm sat in your lounge, just on a big lounge sofa or something like that, right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we have, you know, sitting back with a velvet, you know, that kind of a furry, this, not, not fur, because fur is really, you know, it's really... I love the imagery because I'm, one of my things this year is to work on merch um, for the podcast. So yeah. I love that you have that whole aesthetic and vibe going on because that's literally what I'll be creating with my merch when I launch it. I don't know, like, so... The other day, there was a, the, the, the commercial um, Wayne's World. If you remember Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they showed Gar- – Gar- they're, they're a little bit older now. Mm-hmm. So, and they had, Is that the uh, Super Bowl one? Sorry? Was that the – oh, no, it was a commercial with Cardi yeah, B, right? Yeah, with Cardi B, yeah. Yes. And Cardi B or Cardi B? Cardi? Cardi. Cardi. Like Bacardi. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, – Bacardi. Okay, so she, does she do Bacardi commercials? She doesn't, but that's what her name is actually, because her name is, um, that's what her rap name is a play on, Bacardi, but no, she doesn't. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Well, anyway, so Wayne's World, yeah. So she was, a, that was a Super Bowl commercial. I could go on about commercials, but last year they did a commercial, not those two, but they did it with, with, um, what's her name, Charlie DeMille from, uh, Jen, you know, from, you know, Charlie. From TikTok? Yeah. So she's a TikTok influencer. And then Boomer is a, you know, slang derogatory. Hey, okay, Boomer. But Boomer Sison was an NFL football player for Cincinnati. And so they did. Gary Vaynerchuk did the commercial. He, he curated that. We brought Carly B. Uh, we brought Charlie in with the Boomer. I didn't see it. But you got to TikTok. You got to Google that one because it's Boomer. OK, Boomer. You know, the play on the OK, Boomer, which is, you know, that general. So I just it was perfect. I just so that catches my attention. Those kind of things. Because they're so genuine. Mm-hmm. So the Wayne's World that room, they basically recreated it from 30 years later, right? <laughs> Wayne's World, and, and they're old. They're old. But they said, you know, it's, a, it's that furniture, really run down Canadian basement, the hockey, you know what I mean? That hockey basement. Right? <laughs> but your lounge is this comfort. I want to be there from the 70s, you know, those kind of that look, right? You've got to go back. No, mine is not going to be going back to an era before I was born. <laughs> Tanisha, mine will, most, mine will definitely. Tanisha, no. you have the beads, you know, they come in the closet, they open that up. That was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I've never even been in a house that looks like that. But the lounge is more of a um, late 90s, early yeah. 2000 aesthetic when there was a lot of black sitcoms on television yeah. shows like um, CW um, or WB at the time and UPN. So that's what I think about, you know, because a lot of these shows are now being added to Netflix, like Girlfriends, Moesha, One on One. And it brings back so many nostalgia, so much nostalgia from my childhood because you know, I grew up, although I was born in Calgary, I did have um, grew up partially in Miami, Florida right. and, you know, to a single mom. So I spent a lot of time at home by myself because by the time I woke up in the morning, my mom was already at work. I'd have sure. to get myself ready, walk to school, walk myself home, call my mom to let her know I'm in safe. And then she wouldn't be home for like a few hours from work. And, you know, fam, that family aspect, because when we moved to Miami, I only had one relative there that I had just met at the time. Sure. And my mom is one of 11 kids. Wow. So I come from, she comes from, I have a big family. So to go from that to now living in a place that I've never been in before, it's complete culture shock. And then, you know, now my mom's a single parent and I'm by myself most of the time. My comfort was always television. And one of the themes in all the television shows I'd watch is there was always a location of where they'd go and hang out. You know, so for Moesha, it was the den. You know, it was like this lounge where all the, um, you know, junior high and high school kids would go after school, yeah, 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 they'd yeah. get their milkshakes and, you know, their fries, and they would just chop it up. So when I think of Cherry Lounge, that is that place for me where it's just like, it's that comfort of you go here and you know there's a sense of support and family and community yeah. here. You know, there's going to be good times, bad times, sad times, happy times. But that, you know, when you think back to that place, you'll smile and just be like, just reminiscing but that would be so that's what i want it to feel like there's your room there's your story mm-hmm. bring your lounge what is your lounge because my lounge and i'm just going to you know literally it depends on the genre or the age right 
because mm-hmm. now the TikTokers are going to have a different lounge. Absolutely. You know, the hangout. I love this. So the hallway, bring your hallway. What hallway? You know, bring your stories of your hallway. I think it's great. <laughs> and then what, what lounge is relevant to you? Because I, I love that. I have, yes. I have visuals of cigar lounges. Walking <laughs> through, and I, I literally, I'm going to, when I was in, was in Vienna, in Austria, and we were mm-hmm. in a hotel, we were on a business trip up there. And in the morning, I left and I could smell this cigar. And I look over and there was a cigar lounge right in the hotel lobby. And it leather, you know, had this red kind of velvety chairs and oak wood. And it's like, because I smoked cigars back then, and it was like, it caught my attention. But if I didn't, I would have been annoyed, right? Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, that's a, that's a cigar lounge or there's a, yes. a whiskey lounge or the one, whatever it is. Everyone has a lounge. It looks differently, but you know, it's their place that they go to. And, you know, hopefully God willing that season four of the podcast, I can have (laughs) an actual location where I can start doing video podcast episodes and create an actual visual of what my lounge looks like. Pull to refresh. I want everyone to show me their favorite lounge. Yes. (laughs) Well, Tanisha, really thanks so much. So I think you're on Instagram. You've got a YouTube channel. Yes. Um, where aren't you? Where aren't you? Where can people, how can people find you? So follow me, um, first of all, on Instagram at Tanisha period cherry. I'm on there every single day. I'm posting stories, um, Instagram reels. So go on there. That is the best way to probably message me um, in relation to content. And you can definitely uh, met also subscribe to me on YouTube. We're back with the YouTube videos once every week. I'm actually about to go edit one right now after this. So that's Tanisha Cherry with an extra Y. I saw your story (laughs) this morning. Brush my teeth, edit my posts, and have a podcast with Alan. Yes. You know, it holds me accountable when I do these um, daily things and I have to share with people because there's always that one person at the end of the day, they're like, so did you get through your list? (laughs) So (laughs) it helps me stay on course. So you can follow me also on YouTube. Um, Definitely, if you need any inspiration on visuals, Pinterest, um, Tanisha Cherry with an extra Y again. And definitely um, for all your podcast needs, uh, make sure you follow me at the uh, Cherry Lounge podcast. That's on all streaming platforms, um, iHeartMedia, Apple Music, Spotify, everyone that you can think of, I'm on it. Uh, So you can definitely go back and listen to last season's episodes. I will be relaunching season two. doing um, weekly episodes every Monday starting March 1st. So stay tuned to that. And then, of course, I relaunched my blog, TanishaCherry.com. So on there, you'll be able to see two new posts a week of just, you know, my happenings and findings navigating this space, okay? So the um, blog is a lot more casual. It kind of, you know, I'm going back to that way of uh, magazine, fun, nostalgic writing, you know, of random things that are happening. I don't know if you've picked up a magazine lately, but I feel like the digital forms of magazines is a lot better Um, Like those J14 days, those Teen Vogue days where it's just like relatable content that, you know, you wish you had people around to talk about, but you don't, or it's something that's uncomfortable to talk about, but you can pop in a magazine and, you know, it's someone's having the conversation. So that's pretty much the feel of the blog. But you're onto something. You're onto Mm -hmm. something because why did vinyls come back? Why why is everyone wanting to get their film developed? My daughter's Mm -hmm. talking about, why is vintage clothing? I mean- there's, these things happen for a reason. And I think you're onto something. When's the last time I picked up a magazine? I yes. get my Canadian charter account magazine. It's called Pivot. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just a bunch of ads in there. But what you, you know what it is? Everybody wants to go back to things that were less curated. And that's what it is. We love curated content, but we also like organic things. Like when I remember when I used to pick up J14 when I was in junior high, going to little Bob Edwards, my French immersion school. Oh, and I Bob remember, Edwards? Yes. Marlboro, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, w- I religiously would pick up J14 magazine every, yeah. I think it was every month it came out. And, you know, it would be like, who is your boy brand crush or what to do <laughs> when there's a cute boy in your class and you have a pimple? You know, those things that you actually want to know and they feel silly at the time. But I miss that era of um, magazines because now all you see is ads, ads, ads. You see people being airbrushed. You see people trying to portray a perfect lifestyle that, you know, yeah that they're unable to even sustain. So I want to take my blog to that format of, you know, like, for example, my first post was four romantic comedies to binge watch on your solo Valentine's Day. Because, girl, that's what you're going to do on Valentine's Day. You're going to sit here and watch a bunch of love stories. But instead of crying and being miserable because you don't have a boyfriend, let's have some romantic comedies and eat some good food. (laughs) So, you know, brilliant. that's what it is. That's what we're doing over here at Tanisha Cherry, Casa Cherry. 
Kanisha, I'm sure you have to listen to Gary Vee crushing it. I do need to go listen to him now no, because you no, keep his, saying there's so many similarities. No, on his book, in his mm-hmm. book, and you'll get you'll get this one. I, it's Foolies Clothing. I don't care. You do anything else. You Google Foolies, Foolies, Fooly L I E S Clothing. I can't remember the guy's name. So he does T-shirts and drawings, and, and you'll you it'll resonate with you on so many levels. But I'm just going to say the one thing. He had a late night order. He had to put shirts in for this late night order for a women's event. He put the order in. He showed up. He uh-huh. showed up there the next morning, you know, already. And think, and there was a there was a photo picture. This is on his Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, and on his Twitter is the same picture. Showed up was Oprah Winfrey showed up. She was the one that needed the order. They didn't tell him that. She showed up. And on his Twitter, and literally, I got, I got goosebumps. I was listening to it. But when I went to his Twitter handle, there was that photo Pin, he pinned that photo when he met Oprah. So it was pretty cool. I love that. Okay, so I need to get into Gary Vee. What do I need to buy? What's the first book? What do you think I'm going to enjoy? Crushing I'm it. on Amazon. It. Amazon. Okay, should I get the hard copy or Kindle? No, audio. Go audio because you can listen to it anywhere. Audible. Okay. Get the audible. That's, it's an eight hours of content. You got. I think it's Hansa. His, his name is Alex. I think it's Alex Hansa or something like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You'll get Foolish Clothing. You'll see him. Uh, you know, that story, I... I, I it just it hits me and not because you know what you've written what you're on your blog or anything it's just that those stories like that there's 20 of them like that 30 of them like that mm-hmm. okay we're gonna you get down live it, you're Lee. living it i'm telling you tanisha you're living it and you didn't even know it i didn't that's amazing i love it it means i'm on the right path but i think this thing with a magazine slash blog slash clubhouse you bring it all together you know you know what i mean you, you find some way to combine the nostalgia of a magazine, which you want to pick up, not the ads, but you want to pick up that story, the team. I'm going back, you know, people magazine, the trashy stuff. You want to hear it. You want to read it. And then you want to forget all that other stuff. You just want to immerse yourself in that team beat or whatever it is. You said T14. It was team beat for me. <laughs> the J14, the teen Vogue's, all of that yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tanisha, thanks so much today for bringing it. Cause this was really a lot of fun. And, you opened my eyes to, I got to refresh. I need to put a refresh. <laughs> you need to have a great day. The rest of your uh, family day. Thank you so much. Have a great day as well. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Stay safe. Bye. Bye-bye.